Welcome back to the Smarter Marketer Podcast, brought to you by Rocket Agency. I'm your host, James Lawrence. Today, I am joined by Jordan Slover. Jordan, welcome back. Hey, James. Good to be back. Excellent. So, for those of you that missed Jordan's uh, earlier pod, he started his career in digital at Google, working for a number of years across both New York and London. He had varying roles with Google, including being strategic partner, development manager in the UK. He was the online sales marketing manager at the Web Showroom for three years, which is where we work together in Sydney. Uh, Jordan founded Neon Ambition eight years ago, which is one of Texas's most experienced paid search, SEO, CRO, and content marketing agencies now with offices in New York. Uh, Neon Ambition recently made it into the Inc. 5000 list of the fastest growing companies in America, which Jordan is so proud of you for that. It's amazing. Um, Jordan, our first pod together is the number one ranking Smarter Marketer podcast, which I don't know if I told you. Oh, nice. So you're back by- Out of three or how many? Oh, top, <laughs> out of one. No, out, out, of, of out, of, out of many now. So you're, you're back by popular demand. Um, All right. Yeah, so today we thought it'd be very useful for the listeners to for us to have a discussion about how to maximize the agency client relationship. Um, when I pitched this to Jordan, I wanted it to be how do you bleed your agency dry? Um, and Jordan said, I'm not going on to a podcast <laughs> that has that topic. Um, but I think that's the first point to me, which is. Um, I think I wanted to phrase it as to how to get the most out of your agency or you know, how to maximize performance. And I guess that we're talking about it before we recorded, we, we don't want that to be taken as, you know, um, how do you make your agency an order taker or how do you get your agency to work 60 hour weeks for you? I guess let's, let's talk about that to start with, Jordan. Yeah, I just didn't want it to be like how to uh, push the scope and, you know, uh, push the boundaries of the, the agreed upon client relationship. I wanted it to be more of, you know, how to have the best relationship with your agency and and what that looks like. Yeah. And I think I, I feel pretty firmly that from a rocket viewpoint, the the best relationships we have are the ones where there are two equals coming together to, to, to drive a particular outcome, right? I think that the relationships that generally break down are the ones where, historically there's a perception that well i'm paying you the money therefore you'll do whatever i want as opposed to two professionals coming together saying this is what we want and we'll agree on some stuff and we'll disagree and we'll challenge each other and like is that fair comment as well from your perspective yeah i think so i mean you know um there's no guarantees in marketing uh you know generally speaking and so you know you're you're a a smart in-house marketer and you're doing your due diligence to hire a, a smart agency and you know you you both are uh, human beings working towards hopefully a, a common agreed upon goal um and you know it's just i think good to to always keep that in mind that whether you're on the agency side or in house that you know we're we're all humans you know trying our best out here <laughs> um yeah. and uh and i think there's some some things that we'll talk about in this in this podcast about how to make sure that that relationship is as best as possible but always keeping that in the back of your mind um you know you just never know what people are going through as well yeah um you know it's it's just uh not to be too you know much of a hippie or something but um you know try to be kind to people in your everyday life and and that should apply to your agency relationship as well you know yeah i think that's right i think enough and um I often run it through the lens of you wouldn't 
kind of treat the agency how you'd be treating your staff internally because the you know the cliche is the best agency client relationship is an extension of um so it's probably want to have similar rules for how you treat your your agency partners as to how you treat your staff right Mm, yeah, unless absolutely. you've got a terrible, <laughs> terrible working culture, <laughs> right. in which case follow some of the uh, the steps in the pod today. So let's 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 get started. So um, I think we've both come into this with some ideas and preparation. There's some overlap. There's probably some differences. Like, why, why don't you go first? Like, how first point on how to build a thriving relationship, how to get the performance you want by being, but also being reasonable. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know if this is uh, in, in order of importance or not, but the first thing that came to my mind when we were coming up with ideas for this is um, be ready to provide constructive feedback and how important that is. Um, and, you know, at, at our agency, where this applies the most tends to be on copywriting, um, but also on creative assets. So... Um, obviously, I think very highly of my my team, both designers and, and copywriters. It's what they do for a living. Um, you know, they're they're all very experienced and, and good at what they do. But design is very subjective. What I think is beautiful and what you think are beautiful can be two totally different things. Um, and the same with copy. Copy is um, you know, there's a lot of nuances to writing good copy. Um, and it should be educational and informative, but, you know, what is the tone that your company um, likes to use in its copy? Uh, how do you talk about your company or how do you talk about your customers? Um, you know, there's just uh, a lot of nuances that we could probably have a whole other podcast on in terms of um, how to get copywriting right. But, you know, I've, I've had clients that um, get disappointed you know, with the very first blog that we send them, um, you know, thinking it's supposed to be perfect. And, you know, these are clients who do pretty complicated things sometimes, whether it's um, SaaS. I mean, you know, hopefully my U.S. clients aren't going to listen to um, this podcast. But, you know, we have one client. Go, go easy, Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, let's just, let's just go ahead and uh, say one of our clients does homomorphic encryption. I mean... You know, it's 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 pretty complicated stuff, you know, and so the importance of feedback um, and, and understanding that obviously this copywriter is trying to wrap their head around a pretty complex topic and getting to know your your tone of voice um, and how you like to speak to people, um, it's not going to be perfect the first time, and you just have to be ready to approach giving feedback uh, with a kind voice you know, um, coming back and saying, this is crap, doesn't help us. Yeah. And I, I, I had feedback as my number two. And I think for me, it's, yeah, like it's, it's even broader than just the, on, on the deliverable level. Like I feel that if you're managing an, a staff member in your business, you know, one of them, the, probably the number one thing is feedback, right? As a manager, it's just something you need to get good at. And I see that going both ways. Like I feel sometimes clients, think withholding positive feedback if you give too much positive feedback the agency will take their foot off the accelerator and it's just not what happens if you feel something is good or you think a particular member on the agency side is doing a great job send that feedback across because it i guarantee you it will only make the team want to work harder for you um yeah 
Probably. Yeah, like I just it's and we get feedback, unsolicited feedback from a client, and it gets sent around the whole agency, right? And everyone feels lifted and motivated, and um, and I think the constructive feedback is the same. And I almost sometimes I find it's almost the other way, which is a lot of marketers generally we're generally dealing with pretty nice people, right? They're sensitive, they're kind most of the time, and often they don't give the feedback. Like I almost feel that they'll shy away from it, thinking, "Hey, if I." don't give the feedback about the complex blog content or about performance not being where I need it to be or how about this monthly report always coming on the seventh day of the month when I need it by the fifth, um, then kind of resentment builds and then suddenly, you know, you don't hear about it and there's a cancellation in six months' time. Like for me, it's you've got to give constructive feedback. Hey, this isn't working. What are some things we can do about it? As well as you guys are actually doing a great job in all these areas. Like for me, it's very similar to managing a team member, um, and in doing that, you will you will shape the way the agency behaves towards you and towards your account. Because not not all clients are the same, right? Where some clients don't care about monthly reporting but care a lot about performance. Others care all they care about is performance and monthly reporting. Well, that can come within the first three weeks of the month, end of the month. Like it, it's kind of um, it's it's pretty fundamental. Is, would you agree on that as well? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there, there's a lot there. Um, you know, I, I think, you know, take your, your average agency account manager maybe has six, seven, eight accounts they work on. Um, you know, the, they're going to prioritize clients probably by client spend. Um, if, if their agency owners ask them to do so, which is quite common, but, you know, if you've got two clients that are spending about the same amount, one's super nice and gives really helpful feedback. Um, and the other is always a jerk. I mean, you, you know who they're going to spend a little bit more time on or who they're going to answer first, um, you know, so. It's just the reality. Like it's because I think reputable agencies will always fulfill their contractual obligations, right? Like, you know, if you're meant to get these outputs, you'll get them. But then there's kind of a lot of deviance in terms of the depth of that or the speed which, with which it gets turned around or that little extra round of changes that technically probably shouldn't be there, but you're happy to knock it over to, to make the client super happy. Like they're the types of things we're talking about, right? Yeah. I mean, we, we go above and beyond like for clients we love um, at, at the expense of profitability, like all the time, you know? <laughs> sure. Uh, sure, you sure you want to put that on the pod? <laughs> uh, well, you know, I mean, maybe not all the time, but you know, it, it happens, right? Um, like, you know, Hey, this is over scope, but you know, what do you think? Like, oh, you know, let's just do it. Like they're the best, you know, yeah. um, clients, a, a jerk, like it's going to be a change order every time, yeah. you know, hundred percent. So that, yeah, I, I had feedback on there as well. Um, the first point that I had was to agree on success and kind of only worry about that, which to me is kind of KPIs, that North star metric. I feel that sometimes the relationships that break down or the ones that kind of don't feel harmonious or aren't getting our best work are the ones where we're not on the same page. Like I feel if, and that doesn't always mean like we're both in digital marketing. It doesn't always mean a strict performance number. Often it does, but I think we need to know what, like what what do you actually, what's the outcome we're looking for here? And if we know that it's, you know, ROAS in within Google ads or it's, traffic or conversions in organic search or if it's just a you know something probably a little bit softer in terms of content but knowing where we're going we just stick to it when i think often if it's 
a vague, you know, we're doing these four channels and we're looking at, you know, 20 different metrics every month. And that's when we are starting to get caught up in terms of, I don't like the look of that landing page or that copy is not quite right. When if we all agree that on what a certain metric or metrics are, I think it can often take a lot of the friction away from the relationship and make it a bit more objective. That'd be my kind of, um, but actually that is my number one, which is if we know exactly what we're looking for, often it helps both sides get there. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, at Neon Ambition, before we start with a new client, I have an internal kickoff meeting with my team where I bring them up to speed on everything I've learned in the sales process. And here's everything I know about them. Here's everything I know that they want to accomplish. Uh, here's what we're doing. I, I bring everyone up to speed as much as possible. So when we have the actual client kickoff call, they're not walking in uh, cold, so to speak. Yeah. But I wonder like, how many of our clients have an internal kickoff meeting before they start with us to mm. align on, okay, what, why did we hire this agency? Um, you know, cause maybe it was one person leading the agency selection, you know, process, but then all of a sudden there's three people on the call from the client side on the kickoff, you know, um, you know, actually might start asking people that because the reason why I'm saying that is because it, it feels like they're not, um, <laughs> yeah. it feels like they're not meeting and, and getting aligned internally, um, in terms of why they hired us and what are the, the goals. Um, and, you know, you also have three people from, from the client side on the kickoff call. They might all three have totally different goals. Yeah. You know, um, I think it's really common. Yeah. So really coming to the, coming to the table with clear ideas of what success looks like and communicating those and documenting those. I mean, yeah. um, I've only had one client that I can remember in recent memory that came to the kickoff call with documentation of here's how many leads and, and sales I made from my marketing efforts last year. And here's what I'm expecting, yeah. you know, to have in the new year. And it was like, wow, this is amazing. And geez, it helped. And it's like, and I think that's such so different to guarantees and this has to like, it's their KPIs, their goals, their targets. And let's, Let's let's at least have something to shoot for, and then we'll work as hard as we can. And if we get there, then let's reset them. And I have no problem with clients coming in and going, "Hey, something's changed in our business. We have to change what the focus is." Happy days, right? Like that. That the, these things happen, but to not know exactly what success looks like, geez, it's hard to get there. Yeah. Cool. That's uh. They're, they're our first two. I'm gonna get you to go. You go next. How do you maximize client agency relationship? Um, pay your bills on time. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, that helps though. I'll tell you. I don't, I don't um, disagree. Yeah. Uh, let's see. You know, I might regret saying this, but, you know, I think being the squeaky wheel, like, <laughs> I mean, uh, it obviously got to be a, a nice squeaky wheel. Um, but I know for a fact that some of our clients that are squeakier wheels than others end up getting more attention from the account managers. Um, now, again, it's, I think being a nice, nice squeaky wheel is, is the key there. Um, but I guess maybe it's like almost the opposite of your question of, you know, how to get the most out of your agency, how to, how to not get the most out of your agency is, is to not be the squeaky wheel or to not uh, communicate that well with your 
your agency. Um, and of course I have, you know, one or two clients in mind who just really don't meet with us hmm. very often. And, you know, on the one hand, like from a profitability standpoint, it's like, wow, you know, you know, I'm not spending too much time on meetings here, you know, like this is, they're, they're an easy client, but also if they were talking to us more often, we'd be getting like better feedback from them on how things are going and, you know, probably be getting better results. So regular communication, you know, is, mm. is super important. Um, so that that's kind of one thing. And then um, talking about communication preferences is like an easy, maybe obvious thing. I don't know, but um, you know, I am, I hate email uh, personally. I wish everything was conducted over phone calls or zooms. Um, and we never had to email each other ever again, but that's me. Um, so if you're a client that wants to be communicated over email or Slack, or you'd rather get phone calls or you prefer texts, like just letting your agency know that, um, and hopefully your agency is willing to, to meet you there, um, you know, is, is another way to kind of improve things. I think. Yeah, that's good. I have, I didn't have that, the squeaky wheel and it is such a balance, isn't it? Like. And we both, like, we would have a small number of clients we just don't hear from. And we try and there's no interest. And I kind of go, what are you paying us for? And obviously, we've got production teams doing work, but there's no catch-ups. There's no feedback. There's no anything, um, which is so different to every single day on the phone, sending emails. This isn't good enough. Why hasn't this been changed? I mean, change history. And I want to know why this bid, you know, in New Zealand was bumped up by 10%. And you get to a point where you, it's so absurd that, your expectations you said take it back go well don't worry about what we did with new google ads in new zealand worry about you know where we're trying to go as a um there's a campaign and you know via that kpi that we've agreed but it is a fine balance and it and the there's i think the best marketers that we work with do push us right but push us in a nice way and accept that mistakes happen and ex- expect accept that people have sick days and whatever else but they're giving feedback and they, they, they're getting their pound of flesh right um, yeah, and they're asking why this hasn't been done, and they're asking if they can get a little bit more. And um, I think it's, it's or why was this done? You know, yeah, um, yeah, that's right. You know, yeah, yeah, like really smart marketers that we work with do push us. You yeah. know, and um, you know, it's, it's it's but but it's it's good. It keeps us on our toes. You know, yeah, um, that's it. Yeah, we recently had a new contact take over at one of our biggest clients, and she came in pushing really hard, asking lots of questions, and we were like, oh, here we go. Are we you know, is this going to kind of cascade over? But it didn't. It was just someone coming in who knew the space, pushed really hard. And then I think she was almost like a bit of a you know boxing contest, right? Spoke to the, the team members that had been doing all the work. And then she took a breath and goes, okay, I get it. You got you know, I understand why you've been doing this now. And then it's kind of the respect is built and it's at almost the relationships at a higher level than it would otherwise be. So it's, a, it's almost an art, isn't it? Like how hard to push before you become that you know, the, squeak, the squeaky wheel that no one wanted to attend to. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's an interesting one. Yeah. I mean, yeah, n- d- not micromanaging, right. Yeah. Um, but, but communicating and uh, yeah. That's an interesting, I think that micromanaging one, I might just jump. Yeah. Cause I, I kind of parlays into one, a point that I have, which was it's over if you start dictating strategy and decision-making and it's all built on trust. So they're kind of veering into the same area. Like I find that, and some clients do this from the very beginning, others do it when the relationship is broken down 
or it'll happen when a new contact comes in. But for me, once you start dictating to the agency everything that needs to be done, you may as well stop paying your bills because like it's, it doesn't, it never works. And we will I guess we we're talking about it before we started recording and maybe recount that story. But I think it's, you, you've got to have trust and you've got to know what you're paying the agency for. What, what are the, what's the expertise or work that you're paying an agency for? Doesn't mean you have to be blindly trusting them, but you need to kind of seed, seed certain decision making and certain things to the agency or there's no point paying, right? Yeah. What story were you referring to? The one, the one about the, um, the, the client that said, we're going to dictate everything and then, then, you know exactly what happens and what happened happened. I think it's an interesting one for the listeners. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, it was, you know, it was a, an account that spends a lot on, um, on paid media and a uh, very knowledgeable client, um, which we love. And, you know, I think came in a, a bit untrusting of agencies. They had done things in house um, and, you know, admittedly weren't excited about hiring an agency, but had someone leave and were in a pinch and, and needed an agency. And we came in and they kind of were dictating how, how they wanted things done. And it's like, okay, we can do that. Um, but you're really not getting the most out of us. Um, you know, we, we've got ideas and they just really wanted us to be monkeys, you know, pulling the levers. They told us to do that. And, so we did for a time. Um, and then one day I got a call from the CEO who said, you know, Jordan, what are we paying you for? You're, <laughs> you're not, you're not uh, bringing any new ideas to the table. And, you know, I literally, you know, was like shocked to hear it and, and had to remind him, you know, we we're doing exactly what you, you asked us to do. Of course we have ideas and we, we do bring them to the table, but your team, you know, doesn't really want to hear them all the time. Um, and so we started bringing new ideas to the table and things got even better. And, and now, you know, it's a great relationship, but yeah, I mean, um, you know, you, you, sh- you should trust the agency that you're working with until they prove that their ideas are, are not good, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but they, they, you know, the, the one things that agencies have, um, an advantage over in-house marketers a lot of times is we get to try things on a lot of different accounts, hmm. um, a lot of different industries, you know? And so we, we often um, have tested something 10 times, you know, whereas maybe it's someone in-house tested it once. Yeah. So um, hopefully the ideas that people are bringing to you are, are kind of vetted by, you know, through experience and you should be willing to, to give it a try, even if it's a test budget. I mean, mm-hmm. we're, we're real big on that. Like, you know, that's a beautiful thing about online marketing is, you know, I don't, it's not about whether I'm right or you're right. It's about what the data says, you yeah. know? So if, if I come with an idea that I'm pretty excited about and I think will work for you, don't say no, say, okay, what's the minimum amount of budget you need to test that? Yeah. And, and let it get tested at least, you know, and, and if you're not willing to test, um, then yeah, what are you paying an agency for? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, trust trust is massive. The next one I had is transparency. I often find um, like one of the benefits of in-house over agency is that is the knowledge, the knowledge of how the business is tracking, how sales are tracking, what the product's doing, product roadmap, whatever else. And I often find that 
the relationships that break down are the ones where the client isn't being transparent with us as much as they should. And, and that can relate to a whole bunch of different things. Like for me, it's just give us updates about what's happening in your business. Is, is revenue up? Is revenue down? Give us updates about product launches. Give us updates um, about what you're actually thinking in terms of marketing. We're actually thinking, yeah, we're doing paid search with you guys. We're actually thinking maybe next year of downweighting or we're thinking of bringing it in house. Or just often, I think the clients that feel they should keep things close to their chest do it for no reason and it actually runs to their detriment. So for me, transparency around a whole bunch of different things is vital and even just sharing information with your agency that you might not necessarily think is that relevant. It could be, you know, an updated sales deck. It could be you and your report. Um, But the more you share with your agency, typically I find it's to the betterment of the relationship and to the betterment of the results you get. So I'm keen to hear if you've got any kind of agree with that or disagree. Yeah, uh, I do agree with it um, on a couple different levels, I guess. Um, yeah, I think I think sometimes it, it doesn't happen often, but sometimes you do have clients that uh, you feel like they don't want to tell you how good things are going because mm. they're afraid you're going to take your foot off the gas or you know stop working or something. And I, you know, at least I can speak for our agency that that doesn't happen. You know, um, we, we again, like what we do. It's why we do this for a living. We like seeing client wins and it like gets us excited, you know, whether it's SEO team, you know, getting motivated by getting keywords ranking, you know, uh, number one or the PPC team, you know, getting, uh, more leads with a lower cost per lead or whatever. I mean, that's the kind of thing that, like they get geeked out about and, and get excited about. Um, so, you know, usually sharing that things are going well is, is going to have the opposite effect of what people maybe think. Like so it's, true. they're going to like feel good about the work and they're, it's going to push them to, to keep it going. I mean, we've, we've had clients where we've hit their goals like four months into the year. Um, and, you know, we, we don't take our foot off the gas for the rest of the year. Cause then at the end of the year, you know, they'd be like, oh, well, those guys stopped trying after four months. Like, yeah. of course not. Um, so, so yeah, definitely share, share. I mean, it's again, that feedback, right? Um, feedback on quality of leads, right? I mean, you know, we might see that we're getting you a hundred leads a month, but we need you to tell us how good they are um, and how many are closing or how bad they are. Um, so that's, that's really important. Um, I think I had another point, but I can't remember now. <laughs> what, what was your next point? Tell the boss uh, when they're doing a good job. Um, it's kind of just the, the communication. I mean, it kind of really is coming back to the communication. You know, um, you know, sometimes I, I unfortunately don't hear from from clients until something's going wrong. Right? You know, you get an email from a client. Hey, Jordan, can we talk? It's like, oh boy, you know, what is this about? It's never a call. Thank you for all your hard work. <laughs> usually not, James. You know, um, it just usually doesn't happen like that. So I don't know. That's pretty self-serving to agency CEOs out there. But um, you know, if, if your agency is doing a good job, uh, again, kind of touches on James' transparency. Don't hesitate to tell them they're doing a good job. It's going to only motivate them more. Um, and conversely, give feedback if it's not like it's. If but like do it do it in the right way, 
hey, I've just got some reservations about my account manager or about performance in paid search. There's been lots of balls dropped recently, not not just one or two, but, you know, is everything okay over there? Like not a fire and brimstone. Just come in maturely and ask questions, give feedback. Yeah. I mean, I've also had clients cancel uh, who never gave me any negative feedback. Mm. Um, and then, you know, I call to say, you know, I just get an email like, hey, we're, we're going to end our contract at the end of the month or whatever. And it's like, whoa, where did this come from? And, you know, the, they never once gave us feedback that they weren't happy, mm. you know? Um, so uh, that that wasn't a good way to make things better, you know? <laughs> no. Well, it just means by definition, the past months that they've been paying you, they haven't been getting out of you as much as they should because you're sitting there thinking blindly that you're doing a reasonable job, right? Yeah. So I think that's... The, the, the next one I had was... Um, to get involved, which is if you think an, an agency is going to do all of the work, you're wrong. And so for me, that's a few things. Like anyone who comes to us and says, I'm going to pay you X for SEO or X for content marketing or X for paid social, and then I'm just going to wake up in three months' time and have all these amazing results. It's just fantasy land. Like you, you, you to get the results, it is a partnership and that means – responding to approvals on time it means making yourself available for um monthly reporting and weekly whips it means giving feedback if you actually think something isn't going to resonate with your market um it means probably digging in through your business and going into your sales team getting feedback or getting information from your product teams that are going to help the marketing agency put collateral together so i think just if you come into a relationship or an engagement with an agency thinking i'm paying x per month and therefore well that's just going to solve my problem. It's very rarely as simple as that. Yeah, I mean, it certainly needs to, expectations need to be aligned early on. Um, you know, if if they, I guess, I guess I wouldn't want to say it's Im- impossible to just have your agency do everything. That certainly could could happen, I suppose. But you really would want to make your expectations clear that that's. Jordan's, what you're expecting. Jordan's in sales mode here. He's got a prospect who's time poor, who doesn't have any in-house marketers, and he's. <laughs> well, just you know, I know that I know that some of our clients don't have. Maybe they have one marketing person. A, yeah. a decent number of our clients have one marketing person. Yeah, same. And they, and they are hiring us as their outsourced team, um, and we we will pick up a lot of the things that they can't do. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you. Like. Almost always, they there needs to be involvement. Yep. Um, I guess I'm saying if if you do have that expectation that your agency is going to do everything, you certainly would want to want to make that clear, and and it's probably going to make it very challenging for you for you, or you're going to have to have, you know, you're going to have to be okay with with someone saying something slightly different than the way you would have said it, right? Um, That's right. Because I, I think like it's it's the flip side of that is well, what am I paying you for, right? But and I understand why if you're a business owner and you've got no marketers or one, it's easy to say, well, I'm just going to pay this, sh- this shiny agency with all the awards and all the case studies, this bucket of money, and they're just going to fix the problem. But I yeah. find that unless you're willing to come to the table to some level, like obviously, you know, you, the, whatever the agency's doing, they've got to go off and do. But um, just this kind of head in the sand, I'll just check back in in a month's time and it's all going to be fine because the blog article isn't going to, be perfect in terms of the subject matter that you speak of and you know access to the website won't quite have been as easy as we you know as you thought it might be and 
I don't know. I think it, it is a, it generally to me has, is a two way street. Yeah, um, you know, and, and sometimes um, like a good agency will probably challenge you uh, in terms of how you operate your business, even to a certain degree. Um, you know, in, in terms of like messaging work and trying to differentiate a client from its competition. Um, you know, we're always trying to think about what makes you exceptional, you know, um, not just, you know, better than, than your competition, but what, why does someone have to choose you, Hmm. you know? Um, and sometimes you hear really generic answers, like, you know, we have the best customer service. It's like, how prove it, you know, um, do you respond to all inquiries that you get on your website within 24 hours? Great. So does everyone, you know, um, can you change that to say you'll get back to everyone who inquires on your website within five minutes? Mm. You know, that would be exceptional customer service that maybe not a lot of people could, could say, right. But in order to put that out there on, on your website or in your marketing, you might have to change some, some internal processes to make sure that someone's available all the time to respond within five minutes. Right. So um, so I think that's another way that you have to be willing to, to kind of come to the table, open-minded that, you know, uh, your agency might have ideas that require you to actually change the way you're doing things. Yeah. And that's good. Good, good comment. I had, um, I just had some little miscellaneous points. They're not long ones. I don't think they're even worth discussing, but I think just I had them labeled as bonus. <laughs> so I think the first yeah. one, <laughs> mistakes happen. Like I think the you, you tolerate you expect staff members to make mistakes and learn and whatever else. So don't naively think that agencies don't make mistakes. They do. I have reset if you're about to leave. Like I feel that unless your agency is really terrible, it's probably going to be much more beneficial. Don't have to go out to market. Don't have to share all this information again. Just ask for a reset. Hey, these things aren't working. I'm thinking of leaving. Can we fix this? I, I think that's often a much more pragmatic approach. And I don't say that as someone trying to, as an agency owner, I say that if I was on the other side. Um, and the next two kind of interrelate, socialize and then be human. I think that's what you said at the beginning, which is treat your agency partners as we would treat our clients as humans, right? You have good days, you have bad days, you have stuff going on in your personal life. Um, and then socialize. I think often you kind of touched on it earlier when you said that you guys are going that extra step because you literally love the client and the good people. I think try to, you know, and, and you can have a different tolerance and different people operate in different ways and not everyone wants to go out for the long lunch or you might have clients on the other side of the country. But I think just being social and trying to act as, you know, human beings coming together will, um, to me, often be quite positive in driving results. Um, that, that's what I had. Do you have anything else to, to chip in there? Yeah, I mean, um, before you hire an agency, you know, you should ask to meet the team. Um, you know, you, you are going to be spending a lot of time with these people, and you know, your own livelihood can be at stake sometimes. You're a marketing manager, you have goals, like you're trying to get promoted, you're trying to get a bonus. You know, the success of the relationship with agency is going to maybe play a big part in whether you achieve those those big goals that have impact on your family. So, certainly, I advise people to meet the people that are going to be assigned to their account um, before they sign off to make sure you're going to, you like these people, Mm. first of all. Um, And then one thing that you said about resetting is, 
you know, we've got a whole team of account managers. Um, you know, it's certainly happened in the past where personalities just weren't a good fit. And, you know, it kind of became apparent pretty quickly that these, these two people just aren't communicating well together. Um, and we switched account managers and it really improved things, you know, and it wasn't because the other person was a bad account manager. It just, you know, sometimes like personalities just don't, don't click. Right. So, 100%. Uh, and that's the transparency feedback thing. Like don't sit there going, Oh, I don't like this person. Don't like this person. I'm going to leave. Just give the feedback like to the person who introduced you to the business or to the agency owner. Just say, Hey, I'm struggling with this. I think it might be a personality thing. Have you got any solutions? Because if not, I'll probably leave. And nine times out of 10, it'll get resolved. And you'll probably actually feel better about the entire engagement because you go, I had a problem. It got resolved. These guys actually care about me. Yeah. Well, you know, one other thing um, is, you know, uh, as agency owners, we know that it's harder to, to win a new client than it is to keep an existing one. Right. Yeah. So if you're an in-house marketer, you should absolutely know that um, as well and know that if things aren't working, you know, we want to fix it just as badly as, as you do. Um, you know, it might not be our business, but, but it is our business. Like, you know, you're our client, you're, you're paying for our livelihood. So we, we should be caring about your success as much as you do. Um, and I do believe that, that we do almost always. Right. And, um, so yeah, I mean, you know, if, if you come to an agency owner and say things aren't working, what are we going to do about it? A good agency owner is going to try their damnedest to figure yeah, it so, out. And, and if they don't, well, it just validates your decision to leave, right? It's kind of, right. No, there's no downside except for right. maybe what you think is a difficult conversation, which probably isn't difficult anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Cool, man. Okay. I've been making some notes here just to summarize. I think um, for agreeing on goals, giving fe- lots of feedback, positive and constructive, be the squeaky wheel in brackets, not too squeaky, <laughs> transparency, uh, getting involved, trust, pay on time, and then a whole bunch of little bonus ones, little ones. Um, but I think there's definitely some good stuff in there. I think it's um, if you followed these themes, I can't think you're going to get a worse relationship and worse performance from the agency-client relationship. Yeah, well, I, I hope it's helpful. Um, you know, we, we all want to have the best relationship with our clients as, as we possibly can, you know. So, um, gosh, I mean, bonus, bonus, uh, bonus topic is, uh, you know, <laughs> try it. Try and, uh, try and, you know, learn about the people at, at the agency, you know, like I, I encourage my team members to take note of, of birthdays and, and kids names and, you know, what sports do they play? And, and, you know, again, like try and, uh, you, you said socialize and, and be human earlier. Um, so I guess, you know, encouraging clients to, to do that as well. Cause, um, you know, we're, we're all just, you know, here trying to, to do the best we can, you know. Good man. Jordan, thanks for coming back onto the Smarter Marketer podcast. No problem. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to the Smarter Marketer podcast. Stay up to date about new episodes on LinkedIn and Instagram by searching for Smarter Marketer podcast. You can purchase your own copy of Smarter Marketer via the Amazon website. 
And if you want a second opinion about your business's approach to digital marketing, send me an email, jamesl at rocketagency.com.au or visit the rocketagency.com.au website. Thanks for your time.